Nutmeg Radio. you were a flavour today, or a type of food, what would you be? <laughs> yeah, this one came in my yoga class today because I knew we were going to record and I was like, what am I today? And so today I am an old school like candy lollipop, but like those old ones that you actually stretch the candy out and then you twirl it into like the little spiral and then you shove the stick in it. I would say that I'm that old school lollipop because I feel like I feel like my pole being the stick is centered and I'm like aligned and then my head is the candy lollipop which is like sweet and fun and vibrant and swirly and like beautiful colors and there's a lot going on and it tastes good I mean I probably wouldn't like it now but you know it's sweet and it's nice so yeah I would say like I'm an old school lollipop Mm. (laughs) mint flavor mint (laughs) so good in other words (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) how are you tracking out there I haven't even thought about this until now. Uh, I would say I am, I'm feeling very earthly today. I'm feeling very grounded. I'm feeling very, um, I have a lot of direction as well. So I feel like I am like a real staple dish, like mushrooms on toast, on sourdough, you know, like not a soup, it's like something that's like solid and stable and everybody loves and yeah, it's packing a lot of punch and, but still grounded. Mm. Yum. Now I want mushrooms. I know. Me too. Me too. (laughs) Stitch up. Yeah. All right. So we wanted to kind of begin this chat with a bit of an energy update because there feels as though there's been a massive shift in collective energy uh, in the last, what would you say, a couple of weeks, really? Yeah. Week or so. And, you know, it feels like we have been going through it all year. Like it feels like we've literally been just wading through the shit oh yeah, like there's been moments of respite where everything feels like, oh, you can take like a sigh. But for the most part, it has felt like hard work to be able to move forward. And in the last, yeah, I would say 10 days, it feels like something has changed, something has shifted, and we are now in, there is a lot more forward movement. And it doesn't necessarily, you know, like, it's almost like we've been craving this for a long time. This feeling of like everything's moving forward, but this whole energy and moving forward, like comes with all of its own trials and tribulations. feels like a really, a little bit of a cosmic joke in a way of, yeah, you, you've been wanting things to move forward. So we're moving it forward. And how does that feel now? you know, and there's kind of the reminder there to just like, let's just be with whatever is currently happening. Let's just be present with it. Let's not always be trying to like get out of a situation or into another situation. Let's just be with whatever we have got. And I feel like there has been a big lesson in that recently where there has been this forward movement and people are still freaking out and people are still feeling weird, but but things are moving forward. It's like, yeah, that feels like the lesson of what's been happening recently. What have you been tapping into? Yeah, totally that. And I think that's super aligned. I mean, when, when do we not have an aligned conversation? I mean, that was probably <laughs> a little bit egotistical, but I like to think we have aligned chats. Um yeah, I definitely feel that around the forward moving thing. And I really enjoy what you said about remaining present in that because I feel like we've all been waiting for the shift. It's like, yeah, the fuckery has been in 
instilled in us for so long that it's like, what even is normal? I mean, the olden days was literally like two and a half years ago and it feels like it was a lifetime ago before all of this like COVID conundrum. Um, But yeah, I think it's almost an awkward feeling, this forward moving energy, because it was like, it just changed overnight. It felt like I I felt like it did for me. Anyway, I felt like this very heavy, weird energy. I remember having one day, I feel like it was like a Tuesday or a Wednesday, a couple of weeks ago. And it was just like, everything just felt really icky. And it's just that thing where you don't even really know why you kind of wake up and you're a little bit like salty and you don't really get why and everything just feels like thick and sticky and again you just can't really compute as to why you feel like that and then you roll on to the next day and it's like oh god it feels so good what the hell what did I even do how did that happen but I get I I, I really believe that it's just something that our little human brains just can't fathom because there's everything else going on in all these different energetic fields that we can't physically see or I guess we touch it but not a physical touch you know so Yeah. And I've definitely noticed a lot of like my peers around me have all of a sudden things have started popping off. My auntie's been trying to sell her house for ages. She's now just got like two offers battling each other. She's trying to get that sold. And like, that's the perfect position for her to be in. Like another one of my friends just started a new job. Um, Another one has just had all this abundance roll in. I mean, I'm off to Europe all of a sudden, like everything just seems like, yeah, there's forward moving, but there's also a lot of um, like unsettling that happens with this new energy, just because I think we've been caught in a holding pen for so long. Yeah. And I think that kind of perfectly leads into like, I've been seeing it too. Like things are popping off for people, but they're feeling like there's an overall feeling of like weirdness around it all, like in stickiness and like resistance to it almost. And I think it kind of perfectly leads into our conversation today around the ego essentially, because I think what's happening is that we are, you know, change, even if it's a good change, because human beings are so, we get, comfortable and we feel safe in our like current routines of like the status quo even if things are really bad for you like even if you're in like a place of you know everything's like very tumultuous and you know it feels like every day is like an uphill battle you become accustomed to that and that becomes safe and that becomes your norm and you're like in your nervous system to your ego to all of the things and so when something changes even if it is for the better we have a resistance to it it's because even if we've wanted it for so long like it's change and it feels unsettling to our systems and that's where we can start to be like ooh, and start to feel that battle come up within us it's like the battle of um like allowing yourself to feel safe in your nervous system it's also a battle of the ego which is really what we're going to be talking about today uh and yeah it's I think in order to combat this, like I was doing a bit of channeling last night and I actually did a post is actually like really coming back to the celebration of when things are going really well of like truly celebrating them. I think there is, we have this again, like always wanting that forward movement. We can as humans be a little bit like, Oh, onto the next, you know, all right, that's done and on to the next. And it can kind of leave you feeling a little bit unfulfilled at times. And so I think like really like celebrating things actually helps you to anchor into whatever the new thing is that you're you're currently doing or experiencing. Uh, but I know that you have been having, Loz, a plethora of ego deaths out there. You know, we've just recently named... Loz's ego, Lorraine, because she deserves a name at this point. And mine is Nancy. Uh, And Lorraine has been literally sending you into battle on a very frequent basis. So do you want to kind of give us a little bit of a rundown on Lorraine's (laughs) World War One? Gosh, Lorraine. I mean, is it World War One? I? I just feel like it's just a thing. But I would like to think that Lorraine has fully like had a checkout. And maybe that's Lorraine talking right now. But 
I don't know. I'd like to think that I've really rounded off a circle of this ego death that's happened. And I don't, I mean, you probably could tell me when it started to creep in, but I basically got to a point where I just thought I'd like cracked everything. I was like, oh, I figured out how the universe works. I've like done this and I'm figuring this out. Like what more is there? And it was just like, whoa, hold on a minute. Like, who do you think you are? Like, you don't know everything. And it's been kind of an interesting one because it's like things just tumble and and like it's like it's like Lorraine trips and falls and this just like fuckery comes out of my mouth and I'm like what where did that even come from oh my god I can't believe I just said that it's like instantly you know when you say something that's out of alignment because you instantly have that contraction and you're like oh my god why did I say that should have said that like you know so that's been coming up quite a bit for me recently. And it was, I think I spoke about it on the last podcast that we did, but with me booking this trip over to Europe, I mean, this was a very guided thing. Um, and I really did feel like my ego was locked in a box because I just like did all this stuff. It was on autopilot. It just kind of happened before I could really like flick that switch. And yeah, I think when I finally had relaxed and I was like, okay, I've booked the thing. Like I've done it. All of a sudden my ego just came out and it's been like, it was fuckery for like a full week. It was a week of like, oh my God, you're going to have all this money that's going to go out. Are you going to get it back in? Are you going to regret this? Like, what if something happens to you? What if there's another lockdown? Like, what if there's a war, like all this shit that I know is not even an actual thing. This is just, I mean, obviously that this is going on in the planet, but it's not actually going to affect me. I mean, that again, that kind of sounds a little bit egotistical, but I just, I choose not to believe in any of that. So therefore I feel like if, you know, you kind of block that out to a certain degree, you're kind of not allowing that energy to permeate into your system, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it was kind of an interesting thing because once I got over that fact and it was kind of like, no, this is what's happening. You're not going to talk me out of this trip. It's then moved into like the physical and it's, I've been like binge eating because I know that I'm getting into summer clothes soon. I'm going to be in like bikinis and like all of that. And yeah, I've just been like binge eating, trying to sabotage so that I feel shit about myself and, you know, put on a bit of weight and like all of this. And yeah, that whole 3d small minded like fuckery that has come from just literally booking a trip overseas which i mean come on like seriously um yeah so i don't know that's just kind of been what's going on for me recently but i've i feel like i've rounded out that cycle and i've kind of seen it for what it is and the eating's back on track. We're all good here. I mean, I'm at the end of the day, I don't give a shit about my weight because it's not about that, you know? So it's just weird watching Lorraine peek her little head out the corner every time she gets her little her little chance to do so. But yeah, now, I'm, now I kind of sound like I've got split personality. So, you know, we'll just check yourself on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of enjoy having they are like almost thinking of it as a split personality because it kind of feels like it's way easier to like manage that way because it kind of is like it isn't there's like kind of your soul and your soul's truth and then there's your ego that comes in and we need the ego I'm not one of these people that is like all about ego dissolution and all of that sort of stuff. But I think it's about having an ego, a healthy ego. Like we we need that to actually move us forward in the world. We need that to like give us direction. We need that to establish who we are in the world. Like that is important. All of those things are super important. But then, yeah, there's like these shadow sides of the ego that very much try and keep us safe. That's all they're doing at the end of the day is trying to keep us safe, you know? And like for you going overseas, obviously Lorraine was like, oh, fuck, no, not safe, (laughs) not safe. Let's go into sabotage mode. Um, (laughs) Because, you know, we were having this conversation recently about how, you know, you felt like you were just on autopilot for it and you like when you were booking everything and going through the motions. And I do believe that that does happen at times where we are like literally guided by forces that are bigger than us and we actually don't even have a real uh, sense. It feels like everything is uh, almost happening 
to us in a way. And like we're kind of removed from reality somehow. Uh, and they're just, yeah, you just kind of go through the motions of things. Like I had this happen, like we were having a conversation about it when I was about to leave my ex-partner and we had been together for a long, long time and it was a long time coming the breakup. And I think it, it just got to the point where it had to happen. And I truly believe that there was some kind of a force that was bigger than myself came in and just didn't. I, I just felt complete up until the week, the, the week kind of leading into once I made the decision that that's what was going to happen, the week that led to me actually doing the act and taking the action of actually like, you know, breaking up with this person felt so fine. I felt so peaceful. I was like, this is really weird that I don't really feel anything. And I got to the point where it was about basically a week down the track and I still hadn't taken any, like done the action. And I had a panic attack. And I think it was almost like Nancy, my ego, was seriously like banging on the door. She was trying to break free, like ruthlessly trying to break free. And the panic that so that kind of caused the panic and made me be like, I need to do this and I need to do this right this moment essentially. And so I did. And so, you know, pulled the trigger, broke up with this person. And I say it like, it's all like, like nothing, but I mean, it was a big, it was a real big deal at the time. Um, And it is a big deal for anyone going through that. And it wasn't until afterwards I felt okay. And it wasn't until maybe the next day, that it all started to just pound on in of like, have you made the right decision? You're going to be alone forever. You're, you're like, you know, he was the best thing that you ever had and you're never going to find anyone that's going to treat you as well as he treated you. And all of these things just came just pounding down on me. And it was like, I didn't know about any of this stuff at the time. So it was kind of like, whoa, what I... Last week, I seriously felt like the most serene that I'd ever felt about anything. And now that I've like done what I thought was so guided to do, I am feeling like crap. And I think you can see this even on like smaller, smaller things, just on a more like minute. It's kind of like the bigger the step, the more ego reaction you're going to get, right? And so like you'll even see it if you take an aligned step and say no to a potential person or job or whatever and it feels really aligned at the time and then like in the moments or the hours or even the day afterwards you start to get that like have you made the right decision are you sure are you sure what about this what about that it literally (laughs) happens every time and I think a lot of people end up getting kind of fucked up in their process with this because they listen to that they go back to the person, they renege on what they said and they end up taking on the job because they, yeah, they end up believing the ego. And I think that like, this is an important conversation because I honestly think that it's going to happen at every level. hundred percent. I mean, I kind of feel like this is for me personally, but I feel like every year, like I think we've just spoken about this quite recently as well, but like having um, birthdays or solar returns, it's like, I don't know. It's almost like every year leading right up to my birthday, I get like the ego just comes out like, and it's all like full-fledged glory just to be like, yeah, bitches, we're going to party here. I'm going to be here for another year and I'm going to get more and more gnarly and bigger this time around. And then you kind of have to like, go through that moment of just being like, okay, cool. Yeah. You're welcome here, but like, not like that. You're not, you know, and just like making sure that that relationship and the balance is there. And I think like the hardest thing, I mean, it's funny because, you know, I said before, like, Oh, I don't want to come across like what split personalities, but actually you're right. Because at the end of the day, if you can look at your egoic self as like a detached part of you, it's like the little, you've got like the angel on your shoulder, which is your higher self. And you got your little like devil on your shoulder, which is your little ego self. And it's like, if you can look at that a little bit externally, you can actually be kind to your ego and you can almost like, I mean, I had this happen in a plant ceremony like not that long ago where I basically like saw my ego itself as like a little 
a little boy on a stage like vying for attention I don't I don't know why it was a boy but I think at that time I was obviously in my masculine whatever and um yeah there was like my ego was on a stage showing off like like crying out for attention on the stage and I kind of saw it and I was just like okay like are you all good like you're all good to be on the stage if you want to have a song and dance like you go for it but like no one thinks you're cool, you know? I mean, not kind of so rude, but that was the way that I had this interaction with my ego um, out there in the in the ethers. And it was a real fascinating kind of click over because after that, I've almost been able to see it as a third person and know when it's rearing its little head because, I mean, that's what you said, what you were just talking about. It's actually like when you have that lean in, yes, like this is what we're doing. This is what I'm doing. This is what I want to do. It's like straight away. It's like, yes, it's to lean in. And then I think when the ego comes in, when your logic mind is trying to like systemize everything and put the processes in place. And then it's kind of like the fuckery really begins, but it's like allowing it to have its moment and just be like, okay, I appreciate you being here, but we're good. You just stay right there you're all good out there. I'm going to carry on and do what I do. And I think it's like what you said before about an ego being important. It is so true because like I did a, like an ayahuasca ceremony. Well, we did an ayahuasca ceremony a while ago and that was an experience where there was full ego dissolution and to have actually felt that and know what it feels like is really, is really interesting to come back in to the human and to actually see how important the ego is because it is grounding. It keeps us here. As you said, it's forward moving and like, yeah, that that is so key. What you said is not like kill off the ego because we need it and it's a good time. It just needs to keep in line and needs to not rule the roost basically. And it's a hard thing to do, but I think once you can spot the triggers, you become more aware and then you can shut it down. With the ego, like you just said, you need it to like ground us here. Like we're, unless you're a monk living in the Himalayas and spend your entire life meditating, those are situations that you don't need an ego. Like you genuinely don't need it. But if you are a householder and you've got a job and like the most of us do, you know, like we have lives to run. We need an ego. We need that there. And it's almost like, I think when you do split it off and you can see it, It's making it work for you. So your ego is working for you and for your cause and for your larger purpose, not against you. Like that's where I think like, you know, once you've got that awareness of it, you can start to play with it. And it isn't necessarily the most comfortable thing to do. Like, as you know, like ego deaths are really uncomfortable. Yeah. Like they feel like, like, what did it feel like for you? Your most recent one. What was the most recent one? It felt like very lethargic. Like I felt like I don't want to do anything. I felt heavy. I felt it was quite a negative impact. Like my brain wasn't exactly wired to be like positive in my thoughts. And it was really like I was seeking out comforts to like feed into the ego so it was like I really wanted to start eating really shit food again and I was like doing really late nights and it was almost like I could see what I what I it was like having the two paths like the sliding doors moment where it was like if I go to bed now I will wake up in the morning and I'll feel really refreshed and like I'll be able to do this that and the other thing and then it's like mm, but like oh just watch like one more episode and I'll just sit here and I'll just like get that peanut butter for a minute and like it's all good it just felt gross yuck I think is the feeling it's just it's not a good feeling and it's almost a little bit out of control but as you were just speaking before I just kind of had a funny little thing drop in it's almost like your ego tries to be the CEO and it's like that ain't your role honey you are happy to be like 2IC like you're here to like steer things and like get shit done and move this thing forward but like you're not here to make the calls so get in line and like my higher self like I am aligned as a CEO and I'm like CEOing my decisions and my life in this direction and then like you are on board to like get things done to make that happen I think if you can 
figure out where your ego is and like when she or he rears its ugly little head. Well, I mean, we'll just call it a cute little head, really. Like we should just like hmm. be positive towards it. Yeah, you know? she's we'll cute. Lorraine's cute. She's I cute. like Lorraine. She's, she's a good cute. time too. <laughs> She has a good time. She's a good time. But she's a little bit lazy and a little bit a little bit Lothario Lorraine, we'll call it. But um But yeah, I I really think that there's something in that the CEO and the two I see. Once you can figure out like where that sits, you you're doing you're doing all right. I totally agree with that. That's exactly what it what it is. And I think most people are allowing their ego to be the CEO. And that's where we've kind of gotten to a really kind of fucked up place in the world, which is probably a bigger conversation altogether. But the more people that start to be able to recognize the ego from, you know, soul aligned decisions, the more we're going to swing back into a place of balance because things feel very unbalanced at the moment. It's almost as if, uh, you know, you can see the global unrest that's happening and it's almost just like a collective ego death. Like we're feeling all of these like alter egos, <laughs> it's literally what it is, just clinging on for dear life because that's what it feels like to me. When you're having a bit of an ego death, it feels like, oh, it's so uncomfortable in the body and you can feel it's like gripping into you and it's like clinging on for dear life and you've just got to kind of keep taking one step but keep heading in the same direction and just you've got to give it attention but not the attention that you're not feeding it you're just being like okay I'm here I'm witnessing you I can see what you're trying to do here I have compassion for that and I'm going to carry on carry on forth where I'm headed, like we're all good, we're safe. And then you kind of reach the new place and it's like, okay, all right, I, f- I feel comfortable here. And so your ego is like comfortable and like in check for a while until you kind of go to step forward again and go to make another big step. And yeah, she's going to come in and have a little tanty more than likely. Yeah, 100%. I've just had two visuals come in while you were saying that. So, like, the first one that I got was picturing, I don't know if you guys all watch, like, I used to love the Disney cartoons, and I still do. There's some really good, like, subliminal messages in there as well as some fuckery, but there's some good stuff in there. So when you were just saying that before, I was had a picture of Aladdin and Jafar, you know, who's like the evil guy. And it's almost like your ego relates to Jafar. Jafar wants all the things. He wants the gold. He wants like all the jewels. He wants the power. He wants all the things. And then you've got Aladdin who's like so helpful and like can fly a magic carpet and has like love and like all of that. And he's like trying to help Jafar. But at the end of the day, Jafar, get the fuck out, mate. Like you are not here to like rule this you can't fly on that magic carpet so you get out of the way (laughs) so that came through when you were saying that so I don't know I feel like if you can kind of maybe see if your ego like how you can maybe measure if your ego is at play or not it's where would your ego sit is it like with Aladdin or is it with Jafar so that Mm. was kind of a funny one and the second uh, visual that I just had has completely evaded me oh my god this always happens gets glitched out hey it's it's Lorraine being like you can't say it like that. <laughs> yeah, what were you, so the second thing that I got was like if you're at a ropes course, right? Oh, fuck, I hate a ropes course. So you wouldn't ever catch me there. But it's like being at a ropes course, and you know that you can grab that rope and you can swing from this platform to the other one, and you're going to get there because you have the strength, you have the ability, you have the logical know how to do that. But then your ego's like. What if the rope breaks? What if you fall? You're going to break your neck. You're not going to make it. Da, 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 da. It's like, but you've got a harness on. So it's actually not going to, nothing is going to happen. It's kind of all these funny things that I don't know if anybody's listening and they can take these little like visualizations that I get and maybe that can help them figure out like where their ego is. Because I think the hardest part is actually bearing witness to your ego. And once you can actually bear witness to it, it's exactly what you said. It's treating it with compassion and not being like, Oh, it's my fucking ego. It's just being like, Oh, hi, nice to see you here. You're feeling threatened. So this, what I'm doing is clearly an aligned step because why are you coming out? And I think it is, if you do get that wobble, it's almost take that as a good sign. Like, 
use this as a little perspective shift of if you are feeling like that kind of post uh decision kind of hangover of like oh did I make the right decision or you know whatever take that as a really positive sign that you are literally walking in the right direction because you, it's just your ego being like, no, 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 come, come, come back. You're about to like move in a totally new direction. So I really enjoy that. I really enjoy mm. that. Yeah. I mean, I even had like an ego blowout this morning. Bloody Lorraine came in and was like, oh, just like, oh, the podcast, nah, oh, no, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, why? And then I, I I, did some meditation around it and it basically came in as because like you and I have like such an, a strong ability to channel in all these messages from like higher dimensions. And this is part of our like sole purpose is to actually like spread all of our learnings to as many people that we can so that they can live their lives in such a beautiful way like you and I do. Like I really look around at other people who are just really going through some gnarly, gnarly things. And I'm so grateful that over the last decade, I've taken the aligned actions of my higher self to get me to this point now where like you and I just sit here and like literally living our best lives and yeah I think the more and more people who can channel into us and can like hear what we have to say because we channel all of us our stuff from like higher dimensions it's just the ego coming in being like shut the shit down no one even wants to listen to what you have to say like why are you even here you know and I know that this isn't even about me so I'm almost like just this conversation right now. I really hope Lorraine is listening because it's all for her. <laughs> Lorraine has such a major issue with the podcast, full stop, eh? Like she oh, yeah. is real. Yeah, she's real dark on the podcast. <laughs> Which is ridiculous because it came from me in the first place. So it's like, mate, get over it. Yeah. You know, it's kind of interesting, like just to kind of expand a little bit on what you're saying around like the channeling and in case anyone's like kind of wondering what that looks like, how that kind of looks is that I am almost like I ground things in my energy. And that's why I work a lot with embodiment. I work with people in a somatic way because the body relates to the earth. And like, that's how we kind of make sense of the world. And I ground things in as kind of like Loz pulls in these like really lofty concepts. And then we together like channel these into the ground essentially and we we're able to deliver them in a way that actually makes sense to people and like people's logical minds can actually rationalize so just as like a I guess if people are wondering like what we're actually talking about there that's how we kind of see the channel working here so yeah I enjoy that um but there was something else that I was kind of wanting to touch on on this whole ego conversation as well is that, you know, I've seen a lot of people, like I get a lot of people in my work that, you know, in terms of clients and I've seen myself do it and there can be this real uh, focus on like trying to fix, like trying to find and trying to fix things all the time. And I almost think that that's as well, that's an ego thing like you're not actually when you're in that place of like you're always trying to fix something about yourself you aren't actually moving forward because your focus is on the past and your focus is on everything that's wrong with you and again I feel like this can be a way that our ego is really sabotaging us to stay where you are because I think you know, it's this real delicate balance of like, yeah, you've got to do the work. You've got to get to the bottom of like these niggly things that are like stored in your body, stored in your subconscious. You've got to do that work, but you don't need to stay stuck in it. It's not something that you need to stay there. It's the more we can focus on where are we going and who do I need to be to get there? 
the more we're going to be moving in like that forward direction and not getting stuck in this like very downward spiral of always looking for something that's wrong. It's like, oh, I must have a block here or I must have this happening there or, you know, I can't seem to do this. So that must mean that like I've got some childhood trauma there. And while those things can actually be true, like if you've been in that place for a long time, it's potentially time to like switch gears and it's it's like the integration like I really see this as an integration piece of you've got your your soul or as you like to call it your higher self and then you've got your ego and it's really bringing those two into relationship and how can you make them work with one another one another and you really can't people get so stuck in this like fixing and looking for things that are wrong with them, that they're continually doing these these things that they don't actually integrate all of the things that they've learned. And therefore it's like, you're just going to be on this continual cycle with it. The integration is where the growth happens. Actually being able to step into like that new version of yourself, being able to go into a job interview and feel fair but do it anyway, or like feel so much fear around like a post that you want to do on Instagram, but it feels so, you know, that it's a line step for you to do so. And being able to hold that fear, like hold it, like the fear is always going to be there and do it anyway, being like, it's okay, ego. I, I can see that you're scared. I understand that. Like we're not, again, like you say, it's like having that compassion. So we're holding it and we're also doing the thing anyway. And I feel like that's where this integration happens and that's where all of the magic really happens. I totally agree. Uh, uh, Yeah. I love that. I mean, I I don't know. It's funny as well. People, you know, I mean, okay, this is, I'm just speaking for my own personal thing. And if, you know, there's people out there who are like, I don't know, doing like the Botox and like all this kind of stuff to like preserve the way they look and to look really good and do all that, like that is great. And I'm not knocking that if that comes from a place where it's aligned to kind of more to your higher self. But if you're kind of like screwing up the natural way that your body looks, which is actually a communication for how your internal being is, you know, I just think, there are so many key messages that our body tries to tell us. I guess, you know, if we're really dehydrated, we're probably going to have a lot more lines on our face. For example, if we're not eating the right kind of food, if we're not putting enough good fats in our system, our skin isn't going to be as supple to be able to absorb all of the, the like water that we're, you know, we eat and we drink. And it's like all these little things that, then your ego comes out and it's like, oh my God, I look like shit. I look old. I don't look good. So then you go and you, you know, you fix your external to make your ego like be like, yeah, you good now. But it's like actually the whole internal system of what's going on inside you is not getting any attention and it's just kind of feeding into the ego more. And yeah, I don't know. I just think it's something that I've really been paying a bit more attention to recently is, you know, beauty from the inside side out and it's kind of turning into a a little life mission of mine I guess and it actually started a very long time ago and I didn't really realize it at the time but like for example I don't um, wear like deodorant that's not natural and quite often I won't even wear deodorant just so I can actually understand the smell of my body at that time and like sometimes it doesn't smell really good and I'm like okay there must be too much toxicity or too much acidity going on in my system so you know I don't smell so great right now maybe I'm ovulating so I smell a little sweeter it's all of these things that I think get so clouded by your egoic self which is very like materialistic and loves loves the the good stuff like don't get me wrong ego loves like all the things and I love all the things too but it's just being able to like I say, like if you want to go and get Botox and do all that, that's great. If it's coming from a place of your higher self and you're doing it because of like X, Y, and Z compared to like just being like, oh my God, she looks so good because she's got no lines on her forehead. So I'm going to go and like get injectables because that's what my ego wants. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think that my mission has also been coming in so strong around that whole piece of all of what you've been saying, we're recreating 
our own beauty standards. Like I did a live on this the other day and you know, we are always like striving to a standard of beauty that's been dictated to us by something external. And that whole cycle of like striving towards that beauty standard makes a fuckload of money. Like you think about the beauty industry, like, the you know, all of that, like bo- whether it's plastic surgery, Botox, fillers, uh, even like makeup and skincare. Oh my God, people can spend absolute fortune on skincare and and then you've got the diet industry uh and you know they feed into this they feed into this idea of aging isn't aging isn't good you want to do everything you possibly can to avoid aging and they feed into this idea that your body must look, look a certain way in order for you to feel happy and worthy and it creates the cycle of like everybody trying to attain this particular look and we were all born in the bodies and with the looks that we were born with because this is the carrier. This is the vessel that is going to help us on our mission. That's going to, the exact body that you have is the exact body that is supposed to be carrying you on your mission in life and your purpose, whatever your purpose is. Some people spend a lot of time looking for their purpose. And I don't personally believe that you necessarily know, or it's always going to evolve and change, but you feel it you feel when you're in your purpose the body that you have is the body that was you were supposed to have maybe you've got you know like wider hips and what's classified as like typically beautiful but maybe that's because you were supposed to be a mother for all of these wonderful children that want to come into the world or you know maybe you've got like a real slender tiny little like you're very small and maybe that's because that's somehow going to help you in your mission to do whatever it is that you needed to do. And it's like, we spent so much time. That piece is even written in yogic scriptures of, yeah, this body is taking you. You were born with it for a reason. So it's like the more, like we put so much any energy into fighting against it, fighting against our body and like trying to make it look a different way or our face or whatever, where it's like, oh, if you actually come into acceptance of, I'm okay, this is, this is me. And okay, what if I just start working with it? Oh, it just feels like such a big exhale to me of, oh, thank fuck. Thank fuck. We're not putting all of that energy that is just a waste of time and massive distraction into trying to be something that we're not. And we can do this like even in the most subtle ways. You and I have both noticed it recently. Like I noticed it with, you know, I've obviously launched Nourish and that this is like a big part of why I feel like I'm here is it's like helping people come into this sense of acceptance within themselves and love and like embodiment. But it's like, I noticed that during my launch, which has just finished, I gained weight and lost weight three times. So I gained enough weight for my jeans. Like I went into it, everything was kind of normal. I was feeling really good for for no apparent reason, gained enough weight for my favorite jeans to be pretty tight. And then all of a sudden lost all of this weight for no apparent reason. Well, I did get sick, but it kind of, you know, the amount of weight that I lost didn't make sense for that to the point where my ring, I lost my ring. My auntie commented that I was looking really thin. And then all of a sudden I kind of gained the weight back. And so it was that's three pretty significant cycles within a short time frame. We're looking at like seven weeks or whatever. And what I really realized was, can you, can you walk the talk? Can you still love your body and still acknowledge your worthiness even though all of a sudden you've put on weight and you don't know why or are you going to fall into your old t- pattern of tail spinning and being like oh you need to go on it you need to do and I probably wouldn't have gone on a diet because I'm like I'm done with that part of my life but my ego probably would have been like oh just do a detox do a detox that'll get rid of it quickly you know where it was like no actually I don't need to do that I just need to be like you know, there's a lot of energy moving in my system at the moment. I'm stepping into like a new new part of my work. I'm ste- stepping into a new level. The energy's fluctuating. So my weight's fluctuating with it. And can I hold that or am I going to like fall back into these old ways? So it can happen, like coming back to what I was saying, it can happen like a very 
very subtle way. And so it's really about really catching yourself. And it's so freeing when you can let go of all of that stuff. Mm, Totally, totally. I mean, it's just crazy, isn't it, that it's literally taken like my entire life up to get up to like today well not today but like up till no up until recently just to really deprogram all of that shit you know and it's so frustrating that we're just brought up in a society where it's just been governed by like the Jafars of the world who are like so fucking in their ego, so money hungry, the greed, like all of that shit. And therefore it ripples out because there's like people like us who are born into this world, just trying to figure out like what our purpose is and why we're here and all of that. And then we just get bombarded with, you know, like a plus sizes of size 14 now. And it's just like, what the why does that even matter who gives a shit and like what you said before about the contraction and the expansion of your physical I mean that's exactly what it is as well I mean I'm I'm going through like a real interesting like I don't know education I suppose around my body and how it works and I mean this has just been going on forever but I'm like very much in tune with it at the moment and yeah there's definitely for us to really humanize our bodies and to be like, oh, I got fat because I ate like 12 burgers. I mean, yeah, you're going to put on weight if you're like eating stuff like that. But if you actually look at what is going on at that time of your life, that you're like, why am I eating all of these burgers? And then you can see that Lorraine was probably out there like just trying to sabotage that it just gets to a point where you're just like it's not even about eating the food it's actually about nourishing yourself in the right way so that you don't fall back into this habit of like treating yourself like shit and letting the ego be the CEO yeah matcha uh (laughs) exactly and sometimes we need to do that. Food is very much a comfort for people. And sometimes we actually, like, if you are like in a place of a massive expansion and it is feeling uncomfortable, sometimes the healthiest thing for you to be doing in that moment is leaning into the comfort eating. Totally. And not beating yourself up about it. Just accepting yeah. that, like, okay, this is this is happening and do it in a conscious way. Like that that can in itself, like if you just shift into that, can transform so much in your life. Mm, 100%. Yeah. Love I mean, that. it's just, it's so, so layered. And, you know, like it's been interesting kind of watching you kind of come through all of the different waves of it because I believe that women are truly targeted in this way because you know within terms of the beauty industry and all of that because our as feminine beings what is kind of um what is revered most for us like what is like our our what people want from us the most is our radiance it's what it's that radiant energy and I think we've got it all fucked up because we look at radiance as like how much highlighter somebody has on their face, how shiny their skin is. But radiance is an energy. Radiance is something that comes from within. And, you know, I've really noticed this within myself of the people that I used to think were beautiful. Like, I don't necessarily think that about them anymore. Like, to me, beauty has changed. I see beauty as being a person who I can see their soul. I can feel their soul and because they like they let me and that's a big shift to make of it being you know a a physically beautiful person versus someone who is yeah they radiate their their essence out into the world and that's why there is this yeah this huge pressure on women to look a certain way because we think that we get that radiance through our physicality but it's not it's an energy yeah I love that. I love it because I feel like I really hope, and I I, I honestly believe this is going to happen. Like, I reckon you and I, when we're 40, people are going to be like, no, are you 40? What do you do? And we'll be like, well, where do we start? (laughs) Because (laughs) we don't actually use beauty products and, you know, we eat kind of what we want when we want and we do a little bit of kundalini yoga and go for walks every now and again. It's like, I mean, my skincare and like what I use apart from like makeup if I'm going out or like whatever but it's literally probably cost me like 10 cents and it's because I just use like the most natural 
products with no fuckery in it and it's just that was where it all started and again it's like it's and I'm not trying to say like you shouldn't go and get Botox or you shouldn't go and do that like do whatever makes you feel like you're living your best highest self alignment but as long as it's coming from a place of like love and compassion and like it feels really good and you're not doing it to compete yourself or compete you know and that's the same thing with the food thing Mm. and I love what you said before it's you know I end up having a bit of a late night binge snack attack the other night and I made like a little cheesy like flatbread number and it was so bloody good and I was eating it at 10 o'clock and I was like shit should definitely not be eating this late I really should have gone to bed instead of eating but I was like okay Lorraine's hungry let's just feed her she obviously just needs a little snack so we're gonna do it and I was eating this little cheesy flatbread and usually I'd just kind of like gobble it down and then it'd be like okay now I need a sweet treat but I didn't I just sat there and I ate every mouthful just like so in the moment and it tasted so much better because I did that and then afterwards there was no beating myself up for eating that or you know doing the thing and then I literally managed to channel in like the most insane work stuff I've had this like branding thing that's been hanging over my shoulders for a little bit and then all of a sudden it landed and it was like I kind of got rewarded because I didn't go into it from a place of like beating myself up about it and I just let it happen. So yeah, I think again, it's just knowing, it's like knowing when to fold and knowing when to, you know, draw the line. Yeah. On what you were saying with like the skincare and the makeup and all that, I, and you, you can resonate. I mean, your signature was like, I don't think I ever saw you without makeup. The first time I saw you without makeup was like pretty recently, to be honest, like in yeah. the last couple of years. And you were always like, full face of makeup all the time that was like your signature for a hundred percent you know and so to see you yeah. kind of like do a full circle and like these days you quite often don't wear makeup and I'm just like yes because it's like your face can be seen like we can see your face now like we can see all of it and like your lovely skin and like all of the things and I just I'm kind of the same like I have red hair and I used to spend my entire 20s dying at blonde or like highlighting at blonde to the point where you know I was spending I don't know like probably a couple of thousand dollars a year on you know dying it and then it was kind of like that was like the beginning piece for me of being why am I doing this why because I mean I was bullied for having red hair when I was at school so there's a little bit of trauma work to do around that but you know like just because it's not deemed as being the most beautiful thing we almost go into like an automatic response of trying to make ourselves look a different way than what we do and when we can actually step into then our natural state of being like I truly believe that that's the most beautiful place for us to be. Mm, I agree with you. I love that. And I mean, you know, it's funny when you hear people say like, oh my God, she's so beautiful and she doesn't wear any makeup. And it's like, yeah, it's because it literally is the radiance that comes inside out. So yeah, I really love that. It's funny how, you know, we have these conversations and you just kind of have no idea which way it's going to go. And we've ended up like touching on in the beauty department after the ego. So I love it. I love it. Yeah. I feel like they're quite tightly tied in. They really are. Hmm. Anyway, are you, do you feel complete there? Yeah, I feel like we rounded that one out quite nicely. Lorraine, she hasn't poked herself out again, so we're good. (laughs) Yeah, Nancy and Lorraine are nicely tucked away. Uh, All right, so thanks for tuning in, guys. We so appreciate you. As always, reach out and let us know your thoughts on any Let us know your ego names. I want to hear your ego names. Yeah, tell us your ego names. Tell us your ego names. We can have a little ego party. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week. Bye.